Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Saturdays on the Gold Coast, and normally you hear Jason Matthews each and every week on Saturdays on the Gold Coast. This is Scotty Sattler, and we're uh, recent weeks we've been at various locations in and around the Gold Coast, and this week we're at one of the most iconic beaches in Australia, Greenmount Beach, and we're at the Greenmount Kiosk at Greenmount Surf Club. Owner Nathan Irvine has welcomed us into the Beachside Cafe. Borders opening, of course, Monday morning, 1 a.m., and it's fitting that we're down here uh, just before the opening, so we can help out the businesses as much as possible. We've really struggled through the last 18 months. Welcome, as usual, Jared Wallace. Good morning, and what another cracking day on the Gold Coast. Last yep. week, Carrawa Surf Club. This week, Greenmount. Can we get any better? And we're sitting right here now, just to oh. try and create a visual for the, uh, for the listeners. We're looking straight out of Greenmount Kiosk right now, looking straight toward Broad Beach and Surface on a oh. beautiful, clear day like this. There are walkers everywhere. There are people at the Greenmount Kiosk here enjoying uh, the coffee and the, and the menu here as well. It's the, a, the water looks like glass. It it's is beautiful. absolutely beautiful and perfect. The sun is shining. Uh, you've been up to the kiosk eight times. Um, they're almost closed because there's no hash browns left, thanks to Scotty. But it well, is you're doing unreal. Lara here is eating all the hash <laughs> yeah. browns. She got in there just the before moment. you did, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't forget, forget you can join the action this morning on the open line at one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 42 15 33 or text us on 0477 736 736. And thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Kickstart your extraordinary with McDonald Jones today. On today's show, Chris Nelson. He'll join us, uh, talk about all the racing Gold Coast and the upcoming Magic Millions, maybe get some tips for today. be a beautiful day at the races today. Big race at Eagle Farm as he, well. He only gave us one tip last week. I wonder how it went, because the week before he gave us six, and <laughs> he was 0-6. About, about three weeks ago, he, we, myself and my wife back went to the races, and he, he gave me about seven or eight tips. Six were winners, one was a second. Oh, and you only got on, did you only get on the one? I got on the one. Yeah. <laughs> I got on the one. It's always the way. Uh, yeah, he's going to join us to talk about Gold Coast racing. Uh, Steve Titmus will join us like he does each and every week for seven Gold Coast news, uh, what's making news. And uh, we're going to get try and get hold of also former world boxing uh, champion contender and Gold Coast local Paul Briggs. He'll maybe join us while Look, you've been no, training no, with him throughout I'd the week. I literally just got the text message back. I just got it. He is on 9am. He's good to go. He's good, good to stuff. Go. And it's a Thank great God. time. Great time for Australian boxing it at the is. moment, uh, especially Gold Coast-based boxers as well. We've got yeah. a, a young boxer who's out of Tanzania. A lot of people don't know him, but he's made Gold Coast his home. Yeah. And he fights in Manchester in the UK. Uh, this weekend, his name's Bruno Torimo. So we're going to talk to Paul Briggs about not only the Gold Coast Titans players that have been doing some boxing training mm, with him. Have been. You've been in the ring yourself before. Yep. Also talk about um, also talk about some of the uh, some of the Gold Coast boxers that are on the radar at the moment. Well, we were going to talk to former Australian cricketer Dougie Bollinger, but we're going to finish early today's show because uh, we're going to cross to our SEN's live call of the Ashes yeah. Day Four, where a bit of a resurgence from the from the Poms yesterday. It's going to be a great what'd day they, they at the Gabba. What they finish up on? Do you know? Uh, they're about fifty odd still behind. Okay, okay but Joe Jeez. Root uh, has been absolutely uh, outstanding. Of course, one of the well, he is the world's best batter at the yeah. moment. He's had an amazing uh, twenty twenty one season. Cracking first day. 
Great for Australia. Yeah, cracking first. I mean, the first the that first ball from Mitchell Stark that'll oh. be spoken about for many, many years. <laughs> much like Shane could, Warne's could first you bowl imagine, at Ashes. Ashes. Could you imagine him being fresh, new ball? That batter, <laughs> honestly, he must add something. Like, I would have liked to. Oh man, I just imagine being in his head. I like, know. Like honestly, that would have been unreal. And to see that ball rip down the way it did, you, you almost feel sorry for him. Was, mate, you almost feel sorry. He's on hiding nothing oh, after that, mate. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, it was he would have been shaking yesterday when he first. And Shane Warne, leading into the first Origin, had had been saying that that Mitchell Stark shouldn't be in the side. So he answered his critics oh, pretty well. Mate, there's a lot of things he says that yeah. no one should listen. Now to you're you're born and bred on the Gold Coast. Yep, you're a runaway Bay boy. Um, oh, I was fortunate enough to play with your dad for many, many years, and um, he's making his way down here, actually, isn't he? They are. He's yeah. got the troop carried down. He's yeah. bringing half the family. Come down, Good say stuff. hello. Yeah, what so. a great day. Look at all the walkers. There's walkers Man. everywhere. Now, you're Unreal. born and bred on the Gold Coast. And yep. Did you, being a North End Gold Coast boy, like yep. I was as well, I was a yep. runaway bay boy as well, Southport, did you uh, spend much time down the South End? No, I still don't. Not enough. I still, me and, uh, me and Jace have been saying, you know, living on the Gold Coast, we don't go to the beach enough. Yeah. Like, it, it, you just fall, like, I always find myself just being stuck in my little bubble, you know, over that side, training, not getting to the beach enough. But I reckon the last four weeks, we've had recovery. Obviously, we've been down at the surf clubs. You know, like it's it's bringing that itch. The water's yeah. beautiful. You know, you you really you take it for granted. Well, it cleanses it's here the soul, Jared. It cleanses the soul. I need plenty of that too, honestly. Yeah, I, I uh, as an eighteen-year-old, I signed at the Gold Coast Seagulls after playing at Runaway Bay and uh, and lived just about two streets away from here, Did called Mugger Way in Tweed Heads, and and um, used to spend a lot of time at Greenmount Beach. There's a little concrete slab around the other side, the southern side of the of the surf club, yeah. and it's called the Slab. Oh, Everyone really? used to sit on the slab, this oh, big okay. concrete slab. Well, is it in the water? No, nah, it's just out oh, here. Just on the, I'll on take out. you a visit. So yeah. a bit of a nostalgia for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I love to send to the Gold Coast. Always Mate, have. Um, it is beautiful. My first girlfriend went to St. Augustine's when I was 13. Really? I used to jump on a bus at Southport, catch a bus down for the day, <laughs> not talk to her. <laughs> and they get on a bus and drive back. Just sit go, next to each other and hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah, but... What what gave it away for you is that you don't visit the South End much is no. because you rang on the way down and I answered the phone. It was my <laughs> wife's phone. I don't know why you ring my wife, but I answered her phone. And he said, we're going to Greenmount, aren't we? I said, yeah. He said, but don't you have to go through the checkpoints? <laughs> I thought Greenmount was at Coolangatta. It is, Jared. <laughs> I thought this part was New South Wales. <laughs> hey, I don't ever come down to this, this part of the... Like, I just don't like coming into New South Wales. But now that I know it's still Queensland, I might start coming back down here. Well, as you know, the, the borders open at 1 o'clock on Monday morning. Oh, my birthday on Monday. Good. I wonder if Anastasia's opening up just because just of my birthday. Just for you. That's what I heard. The, the troops are coming in. Yeah, You've got your fifth the Panthers, next Panthers Friday. Fan, uh, <laughs> yeah. My former players coming yeah, up. Yeah, all coming up for the fifth year. Exactly. How are you feeling about it? Cause, mate, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling like, really good about no. 50 on, on Monday. You're looking every bit 50. Oh, I know. Too. I feel it. I'm limping around. I've got arthritis it, in my feet. Oh, no. Is that what that limp was this yeah. morning? Yeah. Hey, now, Gold Coast Titans, pre-season. How's yeah. it been? Mate, unreal. Unreal, actually. We had another good week this week. Just a light week. I think it was only about 23, 24 k's of running. So it wasn't for the week. Too, yeah, for the week, it wasn't too bad. But no, it's, it's been... for a big man like yourself, but isn't yeah, it? What are you it weighing is. in now? 108? 110. 110, 110 yeah. And what were you playing? No, I'll probably stay here yep. which is good i'll just yeah trim off the 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 off season <laughs> the off season uh you know body weight and uh keep playing but i'll play at about 110 but the weather's been outstanding the boys are training super hard um you know a couple of young boys dropped out yesterday because we've had about 44 
uh, in the crew. Yep. Um, Good development know, Development tri- training trial, trial, top yep. 30. So we've had about 44. So now leading into Christmas, I think, you know, four boys dropped out on the weekend. We'll have another four drop out the week after, and then probably about 10, you know, after Christy. So we drop out. So the training trials 30. drop out. Yeah. So just explain to the listeners what a training trial is. Yeah, so obviously a training trial, you get um, uh, opportunity to come in, train with the 30, do a full pre-season. Um, I think we can have anywhere between five and 10 uh, training trials. So yep. I think the club... You know, obviously, you know, scouts talent from, you know, clubs like Burley, Tweed, you know, Runo Bay. Um, you know, we've had, we had a young guy from East. Actually, he used to be at uh, the Storm. He was there. Um, you know, you come down, do a full preseason, and you have the opportunity to show what you got to Justin and to the uh, recruiting team. And uh, obviously, if you, you know, train hard and they see that there's something going on or they see what they like, they can actually keep you on full time and, and you can, uh, you know, potentially play an early. And one of the success <laughs> stories was Jamin Jolliffe. Yeah, he, he was, was training trial. trial I was he? a train trial. Were you really? Yeah, so when I went to the Bronx in uh, 2011, I'd signed a, a deal with them just to do a, a, a training trial type thing with, uh, with, the, with the Bronx, and uh, I was lucky enough to do a full preseason. And, yeah, Ivan Henjak was the coach. No, nah, no, nah, Anthony he? Griffin. It was the year after Ivan ah, Henjak. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Griffin kept me on, and uh, I was lucky enough to play NRL that next year. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so it was good. It's a great opportunity. Oh, it is. Do you Fantastic. still do the beep chest? No, nah, we don't do that. We do a uh, 1.2 now, so okay. it's like a, a 20, 40, 60, and you've got to do five times. The lactic acid builds up because you've got to get within five minutes. Yep. Um, and the, the lactic acid builds up, but it, it's a bit more realistic for you know the, an NRL player. Who's religiously the best trainer? Um, we've got guys like Bo Firma. Yeah, uh, he's fast. He's fit. Uh, he's pretty good. Tanner Boyd, Toby Sexton, you know the the young guys. But you know you got the big boys, Jamin Jolliffe. He's got a big motor. Uh, he's a, he's a good trainer. You know, typical guys like Kevy Proctor have done it before. You know they know what they're doing. Um, but the, the the best trainer, oh I don't know. Like I said, they're all, they're, I think these days everyone just works hard. Everyone mm-hmm. is good, but you know you've got the guys that always get the best times. That would be, yeah, Bowie, AJ Brimson, yeah, the fast guys. Obviously, <laughs> when they're tired, they just use their speed to yeah, kind yeah. of get them across the line. Which unfortunately, I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I got one speed, and I just hold on. You're the whole a diesel. Time. You're yeah, a diesel, yeah, diesel engine. engine, exactly. Now a Gold Coast boy that has returned went to Kiva Park, went and had a terrific career at the Roosters, won a couple of comps. Isaac yeah. Liu, how's yep. he going? Man, he's fantastic. I think. Uh, yeah, you know, he's had another good week. Oh, well, it's this our second week now because obviously us older boys, you know, we've got a bit of a, a later start, which is fantastic. But he's really fitting in now. I think he's enjoying being back on the coast. He's probably been to the beach, you know, the same more times than I have in the, <laughs> the last five years. But no, nah, he's good. And like I said to Jace last week, I think he'll be really good for our, you know, our young Kiwi boys and uh, you know, the coming through that system from the Kiba Park. And you know, he's played for New Zealand. Uh, he's played comps and and sorry one comps uh, you know the roosters so i think his uh, his experience especially in the the pack with you know tino yeah mo fight awake uh, big davy on the on the edges i think it's going to be fantastic justin holbrook I, you know as you know i've known him for many many years he's a tremendous yeah. guy but coaching can turn you into a bit of a beast he's a pretty relaxed sort of character but yeah. he's he's just slowly getting better and better as a coach he is he, he's super relaxed actually he's he's been really good and, and it's funny you know when he's uh when he's not happy or something something because he actually comes out and he raises his voice and it doesn't happen very often and even still it only gets to a certain level <laughs> you, you kind of have a chuckle at him about squeaky it. too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real squeaky yeah, yeah. but um no he is he's real relaxed and he's really enjoying it i think um, all because 
you know, all the boys are kind of, you know, he says one thing and they get in, they get it done, they, or they, they do it to the best of their ability. And, yeah, that's all you can rely on. And that's the, what we need at this time of the year. We need to build those connections and that trust between new players because obviously you've got Will Smith now yep. coming into the halves or, you know, that utility role. Isaac, like you said, we've got a lot of young guys. So, yeah, we just need to make sure that we're, we're training hard, getting fit and, and building connections. Good stuff. Coming down to Greenmount Kiosk, this is where we've got Saturdays on the Gold Coast hosting this morning. Uh, come down and get a bacon and egg roll, great hangover food. <laughs> and also some great coffees down here at Greenmount Ke- Kiosk with Nathan Irvine and the SEN team. Uh, this is Scott Sattler and Jared Wallace for Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Stay with us. Coming up next, we're going to have Chris Nelson to talk all about Gold Coast racing. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. That it is. Beautiful morning here at the Greenmount Kiosk at Greenmount Surf Club down here uh, at the south end of the Gold Coast, of course. December 13, 1am, the borders open up. Oh. The Mexicans will cross the border. But <laughs> It'll be like the floodgates will be open. be very welcome to the, uh, to the small businesses in and around the Tweed and, and the, the southern Gold Coast area because yeah. they have struggled over the last 18 months. So let's hope it's a, Perfect a very time for smooth Christmas. transition. Perfect yeah. time for Christmas. Absolutely. Outstanding. Everyone gets to finally see their family that they probably haven't seen for months. So unreal. Yeah. Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Scott Sattler, Jared Wallace here live in front, as I said, in front of the, the Greenmount Surf Club. And on the line we've got Chris Nelson to talk about uh, everything on the Gold Coast races. How are you, Chris? Going well, thanks, Sats. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jared. Morning, Elsa. How are you, mate? We're sitting in a better place than you, I think. I think you're sitting in a in an office right now, going through your tips for the day, and we're looking oh. north towards Southport and Broadbeach. And honestly, I I couldn't think of a better place to be. No, I'm sitting looking at a wall. So you got me covered. That's for sure. And look, uh, <laughs> guys, glad to see you've uh, you've moved Jason. Is it for good? Hopefully, or just a couple of weeks. Oh, mate, the show's gone so much more smoother with it. Oh. We've got to talk about where he is. Actually, <laughs> we've got to send a shout out to Jace. He'll be listening to us on the app, of course, the SEN app, uh, because uh, he's up at Palm Cove. Oh, that's right. Oh, Cairns. On holidays, isn't he? I hope he hasn't got his shirt off oh. on the beach. Oh, oh, that'd be horrific. Oh no, surely not. Oh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> he'd be arrested. Horrific. Yeah. Now, what's happening at the Gold Coast races this weekend, Chris? Well, we've got uh, a good card of racing at the Gold Coast today, and I thought we might be on a heavy track with all the rain that uh, you've had down that way recently, but we've improved to a soft seven, which is a good sign. The first race today goes off at 12.18, and the final race, which is race eight, just the eight races today, goes off at 4.49, but I do warn the punters, make sure you check the scratchings because there are a number of scratchings with the, uh, the wet tracks still. We've got a total of 44 scratchings today. So, yeah, oh. just uh, make sure you check those before having your bets today. How many, how many horses are left? <laughs> uh, it looks like, I'll tell you, uh, There'll be, there'll be a lot three. of no third dividends, I think, today. <laughs> there might be. Right. There's a couple of races there that are a little bit skinny. So, uh, yeah, just have a look at that before you start launching into one each way and find out there's only seven or six in the race. That's right, now. So We only want winners from you anyway, hey, mate. Chris, um, when you talk about yeah. uh, horses being... Uh, pulled out of the race. How late? How late to the owners and the trainers uh, till they make that decision? Well, they've got up till seven thirty on race day, so seven thirty local time. So uh, they can make that call right up until that uh, that seven thirty slot. And generally, they're all finalised and they're available to the public probably ten or fifteen minutes uh, after that. And will the jockeys then go and look for another rider, or it's just bad luck? Nah. Just bad luck. Actually, I think the jockeys still do get their riding fee if their horse is scratched. I think. Don't quote me on that. 
but I've, uh, I've got an idea they do because they're engaged for the ride and if the uh, owners or the trainers decide to pull out or it's not their fault, they can't take another ride. So, no, they... Look, sometimes in these big races, Group 1s, etc., you might get uh, a bit of a musical chairs with some of the jockeys if there's a scratching, but not so much in the uh, just the average meetings each week. So, OK, what are we looking for today? Well, I've got one good thing there because there's a few that I had that are scratched, so we'll stick with this one. And it comes up in race number five, horse number three, Ginger, spelled G-I-N-J-A, trained by Steve O'Day and Matty Hoisted, of course. They look like they're going to have a big day in town today. Uh, to be ridden by Jag Guthman-Chester, who rides so well on the Gold Coast. He just had a couple of runs back from a break. I did like the second at Ipswich last time. Went second to Gold Schlager now. Gold Schlager was the one that had a bit of a gap on Ginger in the run. It was a bit of a sprint home that race, so it was hard for Ginger to make up the ground. Uh, she did a good, he did a good job to do so. He cut that margin back to 1.3 lengths on the line. I think he looks well suited today on the Gold Coast. So we'll stick with Ginger. We have to be patient, though, guys. We've got to wait, wait till race five, which is never easy. It's all right. Ginger into Pikey in the last. <laughs> That's always well, that last week. Well, it hasn't been going so well. He had a shocker last week. I know, oh, yeah. Did he? That's he, all right. He, yeah. he always bounces back, Pikey. He'll be on a, he'll be on a $15 he uh, roughie and he'll come through this week for the boys. <laughs> you Never wins right on there, a favourite. He does. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, uh, if he has a bad week, he can bet your life he'll bounce back and ride about absolutely. five. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So is that it for the Gold Coast? Yeah, that's it for the Gold Coast. Just the one. So uh, just the one there, race five, number three. Ginger, got a couple in town if you want those. Yeah, there's a. It's quite a big race day. At, uh, even though the spring carnival's finished, it's quite a big day at Eagle Farm, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've got the summer carnival in full swing now. So uh, I'm going with race eight, number seven, Garibaldi. I think he'll win. I think uh, today's his day. He's back in class off that first start run. So race eight, number seven, and a couple you can back each way, guys. Race six, number six, Tycoon Evie, and race seven, number five, Totally Charmed, who is a stable mate to Ginger. So hopefully a good day for the stable there. I tell you what, something that the Gold Coast love, Chris, and I hope it's a day like this in January, of course, is the Magic Millions. Oh. Oh. I've never I been. five weeks, Jack. Stop it. I have never been to You're the Magic Millions. You were born and bred on the Gold Coast. You've never been to a Magic Well, I've millions. only just turned 18, so I'm only just... Yeah, of course. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> 18 stone. <laughs> 18 stone. But I've never been to the, uh, the Magic okay, Millions. Okay, Chris Nelson, I... why are you paint a picture for the Magic Millions oh, for, for Jared Wallace? Here we go. Okay, a packed house. Packed house, a great atmosphere. Uh, lots of people having a lot of fun. And generally, as you said before, what you're looking out on right now with not a cloud in the sky, that's the sort of day we generally get on the Gold Coast for Magic Millions Day. There's something about Magic Millions Day. It never seems to rain. I know this year could be different because we've got uh, La Nina and it seems to rain every afternoon. But mm. look, if we go on uh, previous years, it very rarely rains on Magic Millions Day. So it is a great day, Jared. I can't believe you haven't been out there. You've got nah, to but Beck Sattler, uh, Scotty's beautiful wife, yep. just looked at me, give me the wink, and she said, don't worry, we'll get you tickets. She wouldn't have winked oh. at you. No, nah, she definitely yeah. winked at me. She definitely, I think it was about the tickets. Yeah. She was just winking at me. She's got, <laughs> she got some salt in her eye. That's, a, that's what happened. The, sea brew, uh, the, the breeze has picked up. Here, how's, the card, now, how's the card looking for Magic Millions at the moment, Chris? How does that all play out? Because you've got to educate me. Well, it takes, it takes a while. I mean, we don't really know yet. And look, uh, the two-year-olds, they're five weeks away, as I said. The, the Magic yep. Millions race is five weeks away. So we've got two listed races for two-year-olds this afternoon, races three and four 
at Eagle Farm and they need to start to build their bank balance up so they qualify. It's all to do with prize money. The horses that get into the Magic Millions are the ones with the higher prize money, the two-year-olds. Uh, and the favourite at the moment is actually a horse from Sydney called Cool and Gatter. Would you believe that? Cool and Gatter. That's a sign. That's an absolute yeah, sign. Yeah, it is. Mm. And he's about $2 something. Very short in the market and uh, trialled beautifully during the week at Framwick. And uh, she looks a... She looks worthy of holding that favouritism at the moment, but you can be sure something will jump out of the ground within the next, uh, what, three or four weeks. They also have the auctions in that there, don't they? Is that day one, oh, yeah, they have yeah. the, the big Magic Million no, auctions? That's, uh, that goes for like four or five days, and that's the other yeah, thing you've got it? to get out to, Jared. That's half that's the right, yeah. You get out, mm. yeah, to the sale yards at the back there, uh, which is a great atmosphere. There's a TAB there, there's a bar there. It's a great setup, and there's all these oh, horses going unreal. through the ring at yeah, phenomenal prices. Uh, yeah, once well, that goes. As I said, you don't have to go to the races to go to that. You can just head out no. there any particular day. But uh, yeah, the first couple of days are generally the best because we get the uh, the more expensive ones going through. So Saturday Saturday night after the races is a big deal. A lot of people go from the track over to the sale yards, and they have some options there on the Saturday night, which is generally uh, big big numbers as well. So the whole week's fantastic. You got to get out. You got to go. Yeah, I'm in. I'll take him along this I'm year. In. Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, thanks again uh, each and every week. Mate, we talk to you. You're always uh, very giving with your time. Have a great weekend. Uh, you too, guys. I'll catch you next week. Thanks, Nelson. No worries. Now, we'll be, we're going to come back very soon. We're going to throw to the news right now. Actually, I think we're still back here, actually. And we're, what we're actually looking at here is a, 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 we've got a birthday wishes here, I think. Is it a, is it a 50th or not quite sure? Yeah, it's a, we're here down here for... Saturdays on the Gold Coast at the Greenmount Kiosk at the Greenmount Surf Club. Beautiful weather. Talking to Chris Nelson there. Just to go over some of those tips. Uh, Gold Coast Race 5, number 3, Ginger. At Eagle Farm, Race 8, number 8, Garibaldi. Race 8, number 7. Race 8, number 7, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we were both right. Race, race 8, Garibaldi. number 7. Yeah, Garibaldi. Race 6, number 6. Race 7, number 5. So make and sure that was the stable mate of Ginger. Yes. Which is also happy with it uh, on the Gold Coast. So. So you know, so you never been to a Magic Million? No, I've never been to the. Ma- oh, I've t- only actually ever been to the races in Brizzy, um, and maybe three or four times because this time of year we're usually deep into preseason. That's so ridiculous. I miss it all. Like I've never been to the Melbourne Cup. I've never been to uh, yet Magic Millions because, like, I'm an ultimate professional, so I don't put myself <laughs> in those situations where I'm going to blow out, which it's most weekends. But no. Hmm. So, you, so my wife, Rebecca, has just written down here, Dusty Tycoon. Is that a horse, is it? And the, the birthday, the gentleman over here having the birthday, that's his horse. Race 8. Race 8 at Race the Gold eight. Coast? No, at Eagle Farm. Eagle Farm. Race 8, Dusty Tycoon. What number is it? 14 or 15. 15. We'll have right, a look. Out have a look. Yeah, have a look. So Dusty Tycoon at Eagle Farm. Maybe we'd need to ring Nelson back and let him know. Yeah. <laughs> We probably go better than a lot of yeah. his tips. So we actually got to talk him up. We got to talk him no, up a little do. bit more. We talk him up. <laughs> he's, he's going all right. He went one for one last week, and he went one for six the week before. So he's flying. But he's put a plenty of money in my pockets. I know that I'm going to follow him today at the Gold Coast yeah. and Eagle Farm, and most notably the Magic Millions. Yep. We're going to go to a break, a real quick break. We're going to throw to the news. We're going to come back very soon. We're going to talk about talk to the owner of the Greenmount Cast Kiosk, uh, Nathan Irvine, and talk about Monday and how that's going to look for him with the borders opening up. Oh. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. You're welcome back.
To Saturdays on the Gold Coast, Scott Sattler, Jared Wallace, Jason Matthews is away for the next couple of Saturdays, today and next week as well. He's up at Port Douglas or Palm Cove or mm. one of those places, probably wearing a full I'm, I'm surprised. Suit. I'm surprised he left Hope Island. He never comes out of the gated community. Yeah, I know. It's I know, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Everyone, like, he always acts like he's with me in person, but he's not. He's actually he sent me a photo Island. last night. Of, he's got twin girls, um, Armani and Aria. And one of them's evil, Aria. And <laughs> anyway, he sent me a photo yesterday saying, let's send a photo to Uncle Scotty. And they look like they're having the most miserable time on their first day <laughs> of their holidays. Imagine having to put up with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just get through a show with him. Yeah. Now, uh, we're down here at uh, the, the Greenmount Kiosk at Greenmount Beach, just underneath the Greenmount Surf Club. Great view, great day, perfect conditions. A lot of locals out here yeah. as well. And I was telling you early on, Jared. I, I used to live a couple of streets behind on the New South Wales side. Is the house still 18, there? It's still there. Yeah, it's still Mug there. away, yeah. yeah. When I was about eighteen or nineteen, playing at the Gold Coast Seagulls, and and you ever heard of the Cooley Kids? The Cooley Kids are the, the great surfers that come out of nah. Cool and nah. Mick Fanning. As you can see, I um, I'm not a real surfer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Mick, usually used as the life. Well, your dad wasn't either. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Mick Fanning, uh, Joel Parkinson, oh, Steph Gilmore. So a couple of handy guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also uh, a, a, a local legend by the he was never on the world tour yeah. uh, for a long period of time, but he's a local legend. Yeah. Always surf around Cool and Gatter, down around Kingscliff, and yeah. out around the corner around here, Rainbow Bay, which yeah. of course is Beautiful. Snapper Rocks, yeah, one of the greatest rocks, breaks yeah. in the world. And his name's Jay Phillips. Jay Phillips. He is a local legend yeah. of Cool and Gatter, and he <laughs> listens to SEN, yeah. and he'll be out there listening right now. So, g'day, Jay Phillips. He's an absolute legend around these parts. When you talk Mick Fanning and Joel Parks and yeah. Steph Gilmore, Jay Phillips is the man. He's so the godfather he, he of Cool and Gatter. He basically taught them everything they know. I don't know that about that, but he claims, yeah. yeah. But he is an yeah. absolute legend around yeah. these parts, and uh, Jay Phillips. And uh, like I said, he'd be listening out there right now. Uh, now let's talk about some some rugby league, yep. just in and around the rugby league landscape at the moment. Uh, looks like Josh Hodgson to Parramatta. Yeah, and uh, Bailey three, Sorensen. Bailey Simonson from sorry. Canberra to the Bulldogs yeah. next year. And no, he just um, he jo- just signed with Parramatta as well. Yeah, with Parramatta. Sorry, oh, so, yeah. Josh Hodgson to Parramatta, yeah. 2023, yeah. 33 years of age. But, I mean, you've just turned 30. Yeah. It's fair to say the current game yeah. and the way that players are looked after, it's, yeah. you can play a lot longer in your career now, hey? Well, uh, yes and no, because I think the game is, like, obviously it's super fast now. Yep. Like, it's quickened up by heaps, which I think will probably bring down the, you know, obviously two years ago when, you know, guys were 120, 125 kilos yep. and they were pure muscle and they were fit and, and, you know, you, it was just like tackling brick walls. Obviously, now that'll have to come down a little bit because mm. the pace of the game so fast that guys have got to get fitter. They've got to adapt to the new age game. There was talk, uh, Justin was telling us yesterday, there probably won't be any rule changes this year, which is good because I think the NRL need to slow down a bit and, uh, yeah, just let us adapt to what we've got now. What do you think about the rule, the six-again rule, if you're coming off your try line yeah. and you're a defending team and you give away six again, it should be a penalty. So if they've broken the rules, you deserve to get out of your own danger end. Yeah, that's a like that still needs to be that because like there's no benefit really because yeah. like that we could just drop the ball the next tackle mm. and then there's no benefit to that penalty. So I do agree with that. That still needs to stay the same. It needs to be a, a thing because obviously we get the benefit of uh, being able to you know kick for touch, you know 20, 30 meters down the field, change the whole momentum. But if the game just stays the same, we may never yeah we may never get the momentum or the the uh, reward that we deserve for yeah. that for sure. Yep. Nick Kotrick, mm. back to the bull, uh, back to Canberra. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Mm. There's obviously some. Well, he hasn't played his best rugby league. At, 
at the Bulldogs. Yeah, but he hasn't even given it a chance. Mm. He's only been there one year. Well, well the other side, I think that's on Addo Carr and obviously Matty Burton and yeah. and all these so, these key players as and Brett Naden. So why not give it a give it a chance? Stay again one more year. I, I guarantee it's going to be a different. Well, he wants to be a centre, and he, 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 he's going to be a centre at either one of those clubs. Maybe. Maybe he just feels more comfortable. Maybe he feels better in his skin when he's at Canberra. Maybe, maybe. maybe yeah. Well, obviously Burton will go into the halves. He'll get the five Fox eight. will be yeah. Fox mm-hmm. will be on the wing. So yep. He's still got that chance to, to be there. And let's be honest, the the way they're like Gus is recruiting, they they're looking like they're going to be a top eight side if they can click together, especially with Baz as as coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I've heard. I've never ever um, played under him or actually never even met him properly, but. What I've heard of him, he's a, he's a fantastic coach, fantastic guy. Like you would have probably played against him, would you? Trent Barrett. Yeah. Was he like one of the most unbelievable five yeah. eights ever? Exactly. So imagine, Built like a forward. Imagine having that now with uh, a guy like Burton, who we've seen what he could do. Uh, what first year yeah. in the NRL in the in the centres? Imagine now when he's actually comfortable in his own position. Man, he's going to be unreal. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, just not happy there. Maybe wants to go back to Canberra, be under Ricky. So, you know, some players just get a bit homesick, don't yep. they? So. Yeah. Yeah. The cool and get a gold. That's a triathlon, yeah? No, are you serious? That's a, that's a triathlon. Now, listen, as I slam my pen down on the desk. <laughs> I've heard of it. It's a do triathlon. Do I need to sit you down and educate you about the Gold Coast? You are born and bred on the Gold Coast, Mate. and you're embarrassing yourself. Mate, it's a triathlon, is it's it? It's not, not a triathlon. What is it? It's part of the surf lifesaving scene. Tri- Cooling Out of Gold was a movie that was made back in the 80s. Yeah, but... And basically, yeah, you start at one end of the Gold Coast, you come acro- all the way up through Burley and all along the coastline, and you end up at Cooling Out They turn around, they go all the way back again. It's all the, the different disciplines. Yeah, but it's in a right run, bike, swim. Or no, um, you, sorry. You, you can't ride a bike across the across Oh, so the it's water. only on the sand. It's sand and okay. water. Okay, well, I didn't so know So you're that. running. I, I thought it was a full triathlon. You're paddling. So I thought you, oh, paddling, that's right. No, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm just lying, actually. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that. I thought it was just a triathlon. So it was like bike, swim, No, run it's not a triathlon finish. at all. It's oh. a mo- one of the most arduous yeah. um competitions yeah. in the world probably sits up there alongside i think the yeah. the iron man over in hawaii and oh, yeah. uh, for so yeah. many years um it's a it's an amazing event um let's be based here each and every year yeah, again yeah. Uh, ran off smoothly again this year and um and greenmount surf club where we are right now the yeah. greenmount kiosk plays a major part in that yeah. um earth and sea pizza i'm gonna so i'm, I'm gonna st- i'm gonna start trying to Question so, you about so things down the south say, end so of the Gold Coast. A, okay, this is a bit of Earth a history, and Sea Pizza. History, Earth and Sea Pizza. Now that sounds a bit more in my league. Okay, so pizza. yeah, food, food, <laughs> food based. and pizza. Have you been to Earth and Sea Pizza? No. Okay, Earth and Sea Pizza. Where we are, yeah. if you head north, yeah. around about probably about a two minute drive. Okay. Okay. F- famous, famous part of Byron Bay in the in the early days, yep. and then ventured back up into uh, Coolangatta okay. here. How about I tell you where I have been? I've okay. been to the, the Cooley Surf McDonald's. Club. McDonald's? Um, no, 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 the, uh, the um, Cooley Hotel. Yep. I've been there. Uh, I've been to the Pizza Hut, which is no longer there. <laughs> okay, let's touch on that. absolutely devastating because that was iconic. And it was... How dare uh, they get rid of the Pizza mate, Hut at Kira? Tommy Tate's got to go. <laughs> just for that alone. I absolutely love Tommy, and next time I see him in the sheds... Remember the I'm, pizza smorgasbord? Oh, How good that was? Mate, and the old choc chip ice cream at the end. Oh, my God. But I'm going to I'm gonna bail him up next time. I'm going to put a couple of Forex tins into him, and I'm going to make it bring it back. Because, mate, how dare they close that? I know. Oh, I'm... I'm, I'm, Remember I'm seeing the, red. I used to always go back, and I used to always get the slice of pizzas, oh. and I used to put the... 
spaghetti bowl and they sauce over the top yeah, of them. Yeah. Oh. Wow. What about the real estate? How good the real estate oh, was. Now, man. Kira itself was yeah. renowned for many, many years as one of the greatest breaks in the world. Kelly Slater yeah. used to always talk about Kira being one of his his favourite surf spots. Now, Luke Munro, who was a local, one of the Cooley kids in and around here, he used to tell me stories that he'd come home. This is Kelly Slater, yeah. mind you, one of the most recognisable faces in the world. Yeah, yeah. And Luke Munro would say he'd come home sometimes, he used to hide a key, and he'd come home <laughs> and he'd walk in and Kelly Slater would be asleep on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> With a pizza box on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why did they even have the salad bar? Let's be yeah. honest. Like, why did they even have a salad bar at pizza? No one was ever. Well, going the Kira Hotel, where we are, as yeah. we look north again, the yeah. Kira Hotel is is now a hole in the ground, a, yeah. a huge development that's uh, yeah, going to go on there, that. a multi yeah. multi level apartment block with the the famous Kira Hotel underneath of that. All these great landmarks. Uh, pinpointed around the Gold Coast. We're at another great landmark, an iconic part of, of the Gold Coast, which is Greenmount Surf Club here at the yeah. Greenmount Kiosk. Come down, have a coffee, have a bacon and egg roll. When it gets around lunchtime, come down, have some freshly made sandwiches or a smoothie, yeah. a fish burger, a veggie burger, uh, and um, all getting prepared for 1 a.m., of course, on Monday morning. This is Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Scott Sattler and Jared Wallace. We'll take a break. We'll be back very soon. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Welcome to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Yeah, welcome back. We're here at Greenmount Kiosk at the Greenmount Surf Club. Beautiful day, great weather. Looks like it's going to stand for the rest of the day. Of course, day oh. four of the Ashes where SEN callers... He's going live, and we're going to cross live to, to the Gabba very, very soon. Don't forget to join the action this morning. Open line 1300 42 15 33. Also the text line 0477 736 736. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Kickstart your extraordinary with McDonald Jones today. Now, we're going to talk to a man who I followed his career, career very closely. He's a Gold Coast boy as well, yep. Jared. You do a lot of training with him. Yes. Um, had an absolute, two absolute wars against a, a former Polish boxer by the name of Thomas Adamak and I remember where I was in those days when I watched those fights. And, uh, and on the line, we've got uh, Gold Coast and former world title contender and Paul Briggs. How are you, Paul? Really well. Yourself? Really, really well. Thanks for joining us on Saturdays uh, on the Gold Coast. And uh, you've been doing a fair bit of work with the, uh, with the Titans boys, I believe. Yeah, we have. Um, I had all the guys in the gym lately and, and just been working on... Uh, the biggest thing, I think, is um, uh, just having them being able to manage their communication whilst they're uh, under incredible fatigue, which is, um, uh, you know, can be of uh, incredible benefit when they're on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Jay, while well, you've been down there a fair bit, uh, is that with the top top 30 squad? Yeah, we go down just the top 30, obviously. Briggs has got a, uh, a studio down there uh, across the road from, uh, not Q-Super Centre, what's it called? Um, where are you at again, Briggs? Yeah, Burley? Oh, just um, opposite uh, Stocklands, Burley. Stocklands, that's the one. Stocklands, Burley. He's got a great studio down there with the ring. And we go down there the top 30 uh, Wednesday mornings about 8 o'clock and, um, yeah, <laughs> get through some uh, plenty of work with, uh, with Briggsy. We get on the bag. Um, obviously, there's plenty of chat with, uh, like Briggsy said, we're you know, getting under fatigue and, and still communicating with each other because, obviously, with rugby league, you know, that's where... It's our biggest downfall. When guys get tired, they stop talking. Yeah. So we need to work together. And I think Briggsy's been doing a fantastic job. And, um, you know, and I reckon we can already see it, uh, you know, on the training paddock. Obviously, he wouldn't see that because he hasn't come down. But I reckon what Briggsy's done already just in a short time, I reckon it's definitely paying off The already. different disciplines 
Paul, uh, in relation to rugby league and boxing, I still regard boxing as the hardest training you can do, one of the hardest trainings you can do. Um, but the difference in in um, in conditioning levels, how have you found those? Um, it, it's interesting because on a football field, obviously you've got um, you know a whole lot of uh, other guys on there to be able to pick up your slack. You know, um, in in the boxing ring, you're one out. It's only yourself. So if you, if you have a bad night, it can be disastrous for you. So the, the main thing I'm trying to instill in all the players is to play like they've got nobody um, uh, there backing them up, but still at the same time being able to work cohesively as a team. And um, it, it, when we get through some of the drills and stuff that we do in the gym, just getting them, the biggest thing that we're working on is just communication, just being able to um, have them still be able to communicate and work cohesively as a team whilst they're under incredible fatigue. And a lot of the sort of training that we're doing, a lot of the, the drills and a lot of the, um, you know, um, even the conditioning holds and those sorts of things that we do uh, are fairly arduous, you know, and, and they, they'll put them under a different kind of pressure that they've not necessarily had on the football field. So for them to be able to communicate as a team and we have different drills where they're moving in different parts of the room as well you know so and they've got to be able to use their awareness so the biggest thing is an old adage that fatigue makes a coward of the strongest man you know and and um the, the biggest thing that we're doing in the gym is is having them being able to still work on having awareness of what's going on within the room uh no matter how fatigued they're getting so that 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 way hopefully that can um transfer onto the football field as well so even though they're they're fatiguing and they're going through all sorts of different uh challenges you know on the field they're a cohesive team so that way they're 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 a champion team they're not just a team as champions mate Briggsy, I don't know if you know this. I've actually had a fight before. I fought on the undercard before John Wayne Parr yeah, and Jock Mundine. It was the tiredest yeah. I've ever been in a situation. All I did was yeah. four three-minute rounds too. It was honestly, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I've, I've you know, I've played Origin. I played thirty minutes of Origin. I still don't even think I was that tired. Mm. Uh, but when it come to getting on the football field, it was probably the fittest I've ever been. Like, because obviously when you're boxing, it's so much into it too is breathing. You know, like, well, you, you know, forget yeah. to breathe. You forget to breathe when you're boxing. So when, obviously, I did about eight or nine weeks of boxing training, plus I was doing preseason, my breathing and things like that, like, there's so much to think about when you're boxing, isn't it? There is. I mean, the thing is, one of the biggest challenges I had at the end of my career was with my nervous system, which is uh, um, so common in, in boxing. You know, it's taken me 10 years to be able to heal myself. But... Um, <clears throat> Football is very similar in the sense that you're getting hit from directions that, that you're you, sometimes you're unaware of. You don't even see. I mean, the, the beauty of boxing is you've got one man standing in front of you and you know sort of, or you've got a fair idea of what's coming at you. On the football field, you've got 12 other players that could hit you from any angle sometimes that you're, you're not even aware of. So when, when it comes down to working with the nervous system, um, <clears throat> There's nothing like um, uh, uh, boxing to to uh, have to battle through because the thing is this, right? You've got to be able to be a mathematician. You've got to be an incredible chess player. You've got to be a, a problem solver. You've got to use your analytical mind as well as uh, just be an absolute warrior and battle through. So it's not just about... Um, 
you know, the brawn of being able to um, thump another man. But you've also got to, especially in today's boxing world, where, you know, elite fighters are, are such in, incredibly um, sound and proficient uh, technically, uh, technical fighters, um, you, you have to be able to solve equations. You have to be able to understand ring craft. You have to be able to uh, work out what your man's trying to do, counter that and still, um, you know, uh, elicit the game plan that you have worked on over the last, you know, 10 weeks. So <clears throat> with regards to what we're actually doing here, you know, with uh, the Titans is um, getting them thinking sort of along those lines, like an individual warrior, but also, you know, in, as a cohesive unit. So it's, it's almost like, you know, trying to produce an elite fighting force, you know, like much like the SAS or something like that, where where you have um, guys under, uh, you know, extreme pressure and, and um, you know, tension in ways that they've never really worked before or, or and still being able to communicate, still being able to be a cohesive team. And it's interesting because as the session goes on at first, unbelievable, you know, in each session that we do, they just get better and better and better. But as the session goes on, it's funny what fatigue does, and it's, and the biggest thing that it attacks is the uh, ability for one man to be able to communicate with another man. Well, fatigue can make cowards of us all, oh, can't it? Now, man. you're probably still getting used to a lot of the names there, Paul, but is there any standouts, any players you feel as though could make a little bit of a handy transition if they were going to have a, have a fight down the track? Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> you know what? There's actually, I've, I've, we've noted, uh, my coaches and I have noted um, about six that um, I'm not going to mention on air, but um, but yeah, there, there's there's. I'm definitely uh, you know what? I, I've, I'm definitely yeah, one. <laughs> You're not. I wouldn't want to stand. I wouldn't want to stand in front of you. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that. Um, there's always been a, 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 an amazing crossover, you know, between football and yeah. boxing, and and you know, um, much, much like um, the, the fight you had, you know, like it just it, it's um, it, it is tough and it is completely different and it, and it is hard. But when you're used to being hit, like I said, when you're used to being impacted upon, you know, um, having one man standing in front of you throwing throwing two punches at you. Um, compared to, you know, 13 hits or, or, or 12 hits coming at you from all sorts of different directions. I don't know where I'd rather be. Yeah. Now, you must be excited, uh, like I am, with not only Australian boxing, Paul, but Gold Coast-based boxers. The Maloney twins, of course, are just on the border. Yep. Um, Andrew fighting in, uh, in a week and a half. Uh, Jai Apatea fighting for a world title next year. Bruno Torimo, the Tanzanian, living on the Gold Coast at Southport. Fly to England, flew to England yesterday for a world title eliminator yeah. in, in Manchester. So it's it's in a good state, Gold Coast boxing at the moment, isn't it? It's incredible. Like boxing in Australia is in an incredible place. You know, like what what um, <clears throat> what uh, has happened recently. You know, with Tufima Lopez being absolutely just dominated. Yeah. You know, by a kombosis, it was it was incredible. Um, but also like. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Torimo, you know, I love him. I've had him in the gym, you know, sparring some of my guys, and he's he's just an absolute weapon. And, and mm. there, there's so many un, unnoticed boxers coming out of Australia. You know, Australia's always been renowned overseas as being a, a melting pot of absolute warriors. 
you know. And the problem uh, 20 years ago was Australia was so far away from the rest of the world. Now we live in a world that is so interconnected and, yeah. and so, you know, um, close together that, uh, you know, our, our fighters get uh, uh, exposed overseas um, exponentially, you know, like it's incredible. So um, I, I think over, especially with what we're seeing with um, with Cambosis Jr., I, I just think that um, he's opened um, the pathways now and being a, becoming a unified champion, um, opened pathways now for, for so many other boxers, you know, around the world to, to get noticed and to, you know, for all eyes to actually be on Australia for, for Australian boxing. Yeah, great stuff. Paul Briggs, thanks for joining us on Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Uh, if you really love your books, go and get Heart, Soul and Fire, the journey of Paul Briggs. I read it a number of years ago. It's an outstanding read. Thank you very much, Paul Briggs. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Briggsy. Thank you very much to Chris Nelson for today for uh, Gold Coast Races and also Summit Eagle Farm. Paul Briggs, we just spoke to him. Most importantly, Nathan Irvine and his staff here at the Greenmount Kiosk for, for hosting us uh, Saturdays on the coast. Uh, Jay Walt, again, thank you very much. Uh, may the board openings on Monday be smooth and stress-free for all the residents around Cool and Gatter in the Tweed. A resurgent England going into day four of the bench on the back of skipper Joe Root. The Aussies need to strike early. Let's cross live to our SEN coverage of the Ashes with our team, Jared Waitley, Anthony Hudson, Ian Healy, Graham Atherton and Simon Cadditch. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.